1: this is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener here to help you be more successful than whatever you want to do. And my number's easy to remember, 404-872-0750. Chris is in Sugar Hill and joins us first in line this morning. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm well, sir. How can I help? Oh, I
0: I,
2: I bought a house last April, and it um, turns out that kudzu
3: doesn't uh, blossom its beautiful leaves and Till Until
2: May, after
1: closing. June. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, um, so yeah, my backyard is
0: is encapsulated with kudzu. All right. I'm keeping it at bay with a lawnmower, but it's already up the trees. Uh, I thought it was just vines, mm. but
1: uh, no, it's, it's
0: kudzu. What do I do?
1: Well, mm, I talked to you about <laughs> bamboo recently earlier this morning. No, from, I heard. Two yeah. Ago. and that's sort of your job too, is to keep a barrier between you and the other properties that might have kudzu on them near you, and then the kudzu on your property. Fortunately, kudzu does not spread very much underground, so that's the good thing about kudzu. Mm-hmm. is almost all above ground. And so once you've got a barrier or some way of delineating your property from their property, then we start chopping and cutting and packing and doing things, get them out of the trees, and because it's not a parasite or anything, you don't need to take the whole vine out of the tree, just chop it at the bottom, just sever the whole kazoo vine at the bottom of the tree, and it'll all die above that point. And uh, with a mower, with a sprayer, with a machete, whatever you feel like using, cut down all the leaves so you starve it to death, and eventually within six or eight months, it'll all be dead and uh, starved, and you won't have much reoccurrence from it at all.
0: Easy enough. I think I was making it out to be much worse in my mind than what it actually is.
1: It's just outdoor work. It's just sweaty summertime work. Is all it oh, is. the worst. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank
2: you so much. I appreciate
0: your you time, it,
1: Chris. Thanks for calling.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, sir.
1: Bye. Dan now has another different kind of creeper that he wants to keep out of his plants. Hey, Dan. Good morning.
2: Good morning. Um, I didn't like the way you laughed when you read my problem earlier. So. <laughs> I <better. laughs>
1: A lot of problems that I think are sort of funny because I've done them myself and think, oh, man, I know how much work that is. So what do you got, Dan?
2: I've got about, uh, I've got a, um, I live sort of up beside a creek um, and I've got a a downgrade on the slope and it's gorgeous English ivy. It keeps it from washing and I've got it controlled and I looked out there this spring and noticed that I had Virginia creeper popping up in it and it's growing faster than the ivy and Mm. every time I try to pull it, the, 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 I can only get the leaves I can't the, yeah. the, the vines are real fragile and they break I can't yeah. pull it up in big strings so is there something I can spray on to kill it because the leaves are over-topping. They're they're looking for sun over the English ivy that could kill it and leave the ivy
1: oh Dan and, oh Dan oh Dan <laughs> I'm thinking 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 here there's nothing selective no that will keep uh, okay. the Virginia creeper out of the English ivy the only thing I would try, and this is strictly on a like 10 by 10 square foot area just to see if it works or not, because English ivy is so resistant to Roundup, many people who try to control English ivy know what I mean. It usually takes two sprays to get English ivy really under control with Roundup. I would try Spray very lightly a little mist of Roundup on top of the Virginia creeper that's above the English ivy, trying to get only on the Virginia creeper leaves, and see if there's not enough oomph in your in, in your um, herbicide to kill the Virginia creeper but not hurt the the English ivy underneath too badly. That'd be as close as I can get to something selective. It's just your Ability to your technique of getting in there and just hitting the English the uh, Virginia creeper with the Roundup. I guess you could also apply it if you wanted to with a uh, gloved hand. You put a rubber glove over your hand, and then a cotton sock on top of that, and dip the yeah dip that into uh, Roundup. Wipe that just wipe the like wand. Yeah, and wipe, wipe wand. Sure, sure. That okay. work too. Okay. But there's nothing sure. other than that. That's about all I could think of. Okay. All
2: right. Well, all right. I'll, I'll give that a shot. And the second question, if I could, is I have a very nice, gorgeous uh, Japanese maple that's about 20, 22 feet tall, and it gave me some freebies somehow when I moved some uh, uh, shrubbery and I, I transplanted them, and I would like to uh, dwarf them, for a better word, and sort mm. of train them not to be 20 feet tall, but to be four and a half, five 5 feet tall. Is that possible?
1: If your mother, when you were born, says, I like him. He's so cute. He's only about two feet tall right now. I think I'll dwarf my little baby Dan, and we'll see what happens. That wouldn't have been successful, and it's probably not going to be successful with the Japanese maple. It wants to be 20 feet tall. That said, bonsai is a technique of dwarfing trees that want to be 100 feet tall, and you can successfully do bonsai on uh, most any plant as long as you sort of keep at it and know what you're doing to prune and keep it small. So I suppose you could on the Japanese maple, keeping in mind that it wants to be 20 feet tall and the pruning will have to be regular. But if you can do it regularly and don't mind doing that, then sure you can.
2: Okay. I, it's just taking up a space that I'm, a, I'm accounting for something to be four to five feet tall and five feet wide. If, I'm, if I can't do it, I need to go ahead and replace it now rather than waiting five years to say it didn't work.
1: If you've got sharp sure. pruners and a mind to get it done, you could do it. Sure you could. All right. Thank you very much for that. help. You bet. Nothing to it, Dan. Thanks for calling. We've got, let's see, Jeff in Dunwoody. Hey, Jeff. Good morning.
2: Hey, how you doing, Walter? Doing fine. Jeff? I'm growing arugula in my yard. Yeah. And we, um, it's much more bitter than that than I buy in the grocery store. And I'm wondering if it's getting too much sun or soil too rich or what. I cut it when it's pretty young and um, it still has a bitter taste. Mm. Now, I wonder if that's just what really fresh arugula tastes like, or what do you think?
1: Water is a possibility. If If they get dry, arugula gets sort of bitter tasting when it gets dry. So I'm wondering if yours just got a little dry here and there. I don't know if the taste of bitterness continues in the plant once it gets watered, if the taste goes away or not but i'm thinking that watering may be the key in getting the taste to be more mellow and not so bitter as it? you know it's sort of bitter anyway that's the way arugula tastes but you're right in this grocery store it's sort of a pleasant bitter and in the garden i can easily see how it could be a very unpleasant bitter so all i can think of is watering jeff
2: okay i'll definitely give that a try i appreciate
1: it all right good luck with you jeff drive safely we've got susan in ball ground susan join us on lawn and garden good morning
4: Good morning, Walter. Hey, I enjoy listening to yourself. Oh, great! Thank you. I have a jade plant that's about fifteen or sixteen years old. It was my father-in-law's, and it's about probably sixteen inches uh, high. Uh-huh. And it developed a uh, fungus on it uh, last mm-hmm. year. And I read online about how to take care of it, and I did everything it said. Well, it didn't. It went away and came back. So then I went over to Pikes and. Took a grant, took a piece of it, and they told me that I should completely repot it. And they gave me this thing to spray on it, and it went away. And all the leaves had fallen off. The leaves started oh, coming back, but now it's the fungus is coming back. What does so the I'm fungus not look like? if there's anything I, I could do?
1: I want a description, I, Susan. Can you tell me more what the fungus looks like on the stem.
4: It's white. Okay. It's the white fungus, and it comes. Uh, it's not on the leaves yet. It's on the stems. And it's not on the main stems. I have two big main stems that are probably at least an inch wide or a little more than an inch. Yeah. And it was my father in law who's passed away, so I try to baby it to keep it. And I, I'm just, you know, I don't know what to do now.
1: now. Make sure you're not over-watering it. Jade plant, of course, is a succulent, does not need to be watered very often. So if you're over-watering, right. keeping the humidity around the stems of the plant real high, that might lead to fungal Growth on the stem. Could that uh-huh. be a possibility of just overwatering?
4: Well, it could be, but I also uh, moved it, and it's kind of under a uh, air vent. And I wondered if it was getting too much cool air. I even thought about putting it outside, but then I thought, well, it's so hot that probably no, J-
1: Susan. That was exactly what I was thinking. I wonder what would happen. I thought to myself, if Susan put that outside, wouldn't the fungus be likely to go away? And I think it would be. Well, I used to put it it
4: outside every summer, Uh, but because it was, you know, puny, I thought, well, maybe I need to keep it in the house.
1: I would put it outside, but not in full sun. I'd put it underneath a patio umbrella or underneath a little dogwood or something where it gets some shade most of the day with some bright, bright light going on to it. There are a lot of things that happen outdoors that cannot happen easily inside because outdoors, the light levels are so much higher, even though in the shade of an umbrella or a a dogwood or something, it seems shady underneath it. There's still more light there than it is inside the house by far. And inside the house, the light levels are not quite enough to keep the jade plant, I think, healthy as it should be. So I think the first thing I would do is take it outside in a semi-shady place and see what happens over the next month or so. No spray, okay. nothing, just put it outside.
4: Well, that sounds great. Thank you very much.
1: That's great talking to you, Susan. Thanks so much for calling. It is 817. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's
3: Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves for the lawn and garden advice you need. It was just a garden in the rain,
1: close to a little leafy lane. Not a lot of rain this weekend. A a of of quick weather forecast brought to you by Finley Roof. who says sun and clouds, but possibly only rain. a stray thunderstorm this weekend. I have 89, low of 71 today. Tomorrow, same forecast pretty much, cloudy, sunny. I have 91, low of 72. You're full. We can forecast because within 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We go down to Mike in Roswell. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hey, Mike. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's up?
0: Hey, I got two weeds that are driving me crazy. And just to let you know, um, the way I've been treating my yard and my beds is with preen about every three months. Yeah. And I have the landscaper guys come in about twice a year and hand pull everything, and then I hand pull stuff, you know, in other times. Right. But but there's one bed I've got that's some shrubs, and it's got, uh, as a ground cover, just monkey grass. But there's a weed that's grown in there, and it's it's about knee high. It's got thorns on it, and it's got little white flowers that are coming out right now. Mm-hmm. It, could it be nightshade? Is that sound... Is that
1: Not thorns. Uh, Why not just wild bramble, wild blackberry raspberry? Uh, I don't think
0: it's that. It's something else. But anyway, I think it's got an underground root system because the preen doesn't seem to bother it. It was hand-pulled Memorial Day weekend, and I just got out this morning waiting on you and hand-pulled it again. And it just keeps coming back and coming back. There's some kind of underground root system, I guess. So how do you get rid of something like that? Because the monkey grass is thick as it can be in there.
1: And I when you think, hand pull
0: it, it's just the top part comes
1: off. This is another one of those a very careful application of Roundup Glyphosate is about the best you can do because I think both preen there are two pre formulations and both of them are for pre emergent, not for post emergent, and so they won't hurt the brambles that are coming up every year that you or the whatever thorny thing you have that's coming up all the time, and so <clears throat> about the best you can do is to put a barrier underneath the bramble if you can somehow like a piece of cardboard with a slot in it, you slide around the around the stem of the of the plant, the weed and spray it a little bit with roundup. Or apply it with your hands or a glove or a foam paintbrush or something like that. Just apply the herbicide to the leaves of the weed and not get it onto the onto the uh, up underneath. That's the best I can think of to do for it
0: and that'll kill that underground root system eventually you think? yeah
1: <clears throat> glyphosate is systemic it goes from the leaves down the stem and for a little while into the roots so you're much more likely to get pretty good root kill with uh with glyphosate than you are with any other weed killer because it is uh, as i say systemic it goes leaves into roots yeah
0: okay well the other one is this little thing that looks like mimosa it's, it's everywhere <laughs> shouldn't that be Okay, I know you're laughing No,
1: mimosa uh, weed Yeah, I've got miserable parts of it in my yard too That's another one You can control it with a broadleafed uh, herbicide And with pre-emergent as well But you got to put the pre-emergent down Probably three or four times You're doing that already with preen Do you know right. which chemical preen you're using Which products you're using What the actual ingredient is
0: uh, You know, the, the landscape guys um, I, I just don't notice what I thought I, I didn't know there were different kinds
1: Yeah, there are, there are two um, labels One is corn gluten meal The other is dithiopyr, I think Is the other one in um, in uh, preen So dithiopyr, if that's the product you're using Should control mimosa weed If applied every six weeks to eight weeks, I think Starting around the 1st of May And going through the 1st to the middle of July but m- m- mimosa weed germinates so rapidly through the year and so readily, it seems to me, that you have to do from both pre immersion and from hand spraying, hand pulling, just trying to get ahead of it. It is a nasty weed to try to control. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you learned that already, haven't you now? Well, I just bought this
0: Spectracide Weed Stop for lawns, yeah. uh, and it's fescue grass, so yeah. it's gotten in around my fescue, you know, on yeah. the edges. Okay, can I spray that? on a fescue lawn or also like with mondo grass and a bed of mondo grass
1: where it's gotten in there Mm, read the label i'm not so sure about mondo probably on the fescue but read the label make sure the label says can be used on fescue and can be used to control broadleaf weeds if it says both of those things yeah use it but on lyrio or mondo either one i would just test it and see if it does any damage to it we'll see about that It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning, 76 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener, here to help you be more successful and to introduce you to the best experts that are in gardening, one of whom is Miss Mickey Gadsaway. Hi, Mickey. Good morning.
5: Good morning. How are you?
1: Mickey, my friend from Pike Nursery, of course, every Saturday morning, announces the Pike Pick of the Weekend, the plant that's going to be on sale for 20% off. But... We celebrate that as well as another great holiday today, which is the return, oh yes, that's right, the return of the 39th birthday of Miss Mickey Gasolet. That means I'm 29. 29, 29, least, 29, 29
5: plenty nine.
1: Plenty that's right.
5: Plenty
1: plenty of the years <laughs> after 29, exactly right. How
5: funny, 20, you're funny, work, funny, You're
1: at work today, right, Mickey? My favorite place. <laughs> favorite place. Pike Nursery <laughs> celebrates That's your birthday. Right. And others can do that too. Pike will actually help you sponsor a birthday party at a pike. You can do it if you talk to the manager. <laughs> so uh, I'll do that for folks. But, Mickey, let's celebrate the pike pick of the weekend by announcing what it is. What it's it is. It's back here.
4: Black-hide suits.
1: That's sure. We and love them. Pretty plant. And I've seen a lot of sort of clumps that I seem to see every year, same place, same time of the year. Big clump of rudbeckia, I think those that, that plants five ten years old there
5: oh yeah I've got some that are that that big and I, I divide them up because they get too big but they don't mm-hmm. grow too far. I mean they're not invasive or anything no. but the clump just gets bigger and that's usually the one that does that is usually the one called goldstrom which um, I guess I
1: think gold means golden storm right and oh, storm I think so in german oh okay Goldsturm, I know
5: it's sturm, storm. because for years I said strum right but it's sturm
1: and so Goldsturm you know. mm-hmm. works best. It seems, I agree. I think the clumps that I see are all Goldsturm, too. Mm-hmm. And this is the one that lasts the longest and gives you the most bang for the buck. And it's 20% off. That's a good bang for the buck Right. Today.
5: And we've got a lot of other ones, too. The the ones with the huge blooms on yeah. them. But the, I don't think they're as perennial. I agree. But they reseed themselves, and you feel like they are. Because I get little ones come up uh-huh. all in the bed. So, a lot of times I think, what is that coming up? And I realize it's it's one of the. Uh, um, the, um, the I'm sorry, I didn't have the hear door closed. Look, hear me? I wanted to
1: ask you are these in gallon pots or quarts? They're or in gallon.
5: Most of them are in gallon pots. That'd be nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. And a
5: lot of them are grown by our uh, farm, our Pike farm. Uh-huh. So, they do a real good job.
1: That's nice. And what environment do we need to choose for them? Where do they grow best?
5: Well, I, they grow best, of course, in full sun. Um, they like sort of, especially when you establish them, is to have them sort of in a moist, keep them, don't let them dry out yeah. to begin with. And they'll tolerate some drought later, because I know when we were on vacation, mine didn't even get watered, and yeah. they did fine, but um, I have them now. They, they would rather have some more, some um, water. Yeah. But uh, they'll tolerate some drought too. But you need to keep them moist while you're getting them
1: started. So, my favorite thing for keeping plants moist when you start them is just by adding organic matter to the yeah. soil. It's, it holds the water. The moisture is held by the organic particles, and that's why we add planting opens soil. Up and, that, it opens, oh, opens up it the up. clay
5: yeah. and has something in the middle.
1: Yeah. Right. That's it makes rhythm. the plants a lot happier. How about classes coming up right now, Mickey? We got any, up classes? I don't
5: have any. I don't think so. I had a lawns
1: think class coming. or a succulents class. We've got, now, we've got soon. the
5: succulent class and the lawn class coming up in July. Okay. Yeah, we do. I don't think but a week at a time.
1: <laughs> well, <I> hope, hopefully. <laughs> at, at, at your age, which is the worst phrase in the whole wide world. <laughs> isn't that
5: a, That's an ugly thing to say. You I say that to me, and I'm just going to slap you. I won't say that, that to, to you. you. I'm
1: just going to <laughs> slap you. <laughs> <laughs> at your age, Walter, you know... <laughs> At my age, yeah, it, mm, we're not even going to talk about that No, we're not All right, so let's announce <laughs> so that the pipe Pick of the Weekend is Rebecca's, the Black-Eyed Susan There's several different kinds you can plant, some more perennial than others They're great plants, all you do is tell the cashier 20% off And she or he gives you 20% off on your total uh, check Be sure to buy some little starter fertilizer and that wouldn't hurt at all Right And don't forget a little planting soil and, or other yeah, amendment as well Yeah, it in
5: there that's good. Also, if you think about it, my, right now my salvia are blooming with them, and uh-huh. it looks so pretty together. Nice. I, I can actually make a flower arrangement, and I'm not much of a flower arranger, but I can actually make one if I got So think about planting some of the other perennials uh, with them, especially if the salvia
1: looks beautiful. Sounds good, too. All right. Mickey, it's great talking to you. Have a wonderful what did you say? Plenty, plenty, two, plenty. Plenty nine. Plenty nine birthday. Have a okay. wonderful 20, plenty ninth birthday today, Mickey. <laughs> Thank
5: you, Walter. I'll remember yours,
1: too. Don't All worry. All right. We'll see you okay. next Saturday. <laughs> Bye. Mine is already passed this year, so we have at least a year for her to forget when my birthday is. Uh, Richard in Marietta joins us. Hey, Richard. Hey, Walter. How are you doing? So, How did the dog get into your palm? What is going on here?
3: Now this is cool. I got a palm on each side of the waterfall, okay. and she would only pick on one of them. And what she would do is nibble on that palm tree to torment the squirrels. <laughs> and then she would go to the other side of the yard,
1: and she would nibble on the um,
3: mulberry tree to torment. The tree.
1: Oh, Richard, you went away somewhere.
3: Well, because
2: uh, mulberry trees already grow for sale.
1: Richard. Now, what? I, I'm missing the contact on you, Richard. You're way, way, way too low to hear right now. Yeah, can you hear me now? Right, now I can hear you. Sure, right, go ahead.
3: Yeah. But anyway, she uh, debarked it about 18 inches off the ground, about mm. 12 inches high, all the way around a tree. Hi. How can I patch that, get those to merge back together? I'm sure there's a reason for that bark to be there. So, uh, you know, I know it has some kind of um, value of the ingredients, yeah. nutrients, yeah. Uh, yeah. electrolytes or whatever.
1: But unlike oak trees, maple trees, you know, deciduous, normal uh, woodsy trees we have around Atlanta, palms are not the same. They don't have as much uh, moisture going through the bark. So frankly, if you were to wrap that palm with some burlap or something that so you can keep it relatively moist for a while— I think the palm will heal off the skin, let's say, underneath the bark, will heal that off. And the moisture that continues to grow goes up and down through the center of the trunk. through the center and other you know parts of the trunk. So if you took all the bark off of a, let's say, oak tree that way, all the way around, 12 inches up, then that oak tree is dead because all the moisture in an oak tree goes up and down just underneath the bark. Whereas in a palm tree, it goes up and down in the center of the trunk. And so just keeping the trunk protected and moist at least so it doesn't dry out for a while I think you'd save the palm pretty easily Yeah, it's doing
3: fair It's, it's just as good as this uh, twin brother next to it okay. You know, they both look up the same I'll do that, it sounds like a good idea I just didn't want to go off and try anything on my own Yeah And, and cause damage to it, so I'll take that And why was and,
1: the dog, to torment the squirrels? What was this all about? <laughs> Yeah, the squirrels would run along the power line,
3: and so she would just go show who's the boss, and she would just (laughs) stand up and bark at him and nibble on the tree, but she nibbled completely all the way around
1: Mm, it and took, removed one, and she did the mulberry tree the same way. Yeah. Yeah weird but, uh, you um, know dogs do weird things what can we say they do weird things sometimes They're nibbling on a palm tree go right ahead dog Does they they
3: the, never did come they never did come down <laughs>
1: yeah. keep, keep the dog away from the palm tree from now on i think that's what we do and protect the bark uh, she, she passed. all right yeah richard great thanks, talking sir. to you thanks for calling a, bye 404-872-0750 to get you in on lawn and gardening so right now it's going to get you into the home fixes show so if you have a garden question have to wait till next Saturday. Let's go to Eddie in Doraville. Hey, Eddie. Good morning.
2: Hey, good morning, Walter. Um, I got a situation where I've got a hedge and it has about four azalea bushes. I didn't know this until uh, I was uh, doing some yard work this spring, and they started trying to bloom. Yeah. When would be the best time for me to take those, uh, try to get those azalea bushes out of the hedge and plant them, you know, in the yard somewhere?
1: It'd be nice to wait until fall when it's cooler. So September, October is a great time to move things around. But when it gets hot like this, you just can't move things easily without a lot of water during the summertime. So yeah. I really think you're better off to wait. All right.
2: Have you got any recommendations for uh, getting rid of poison ivy? I've got a neighbor that has taken over one of her pine islands. And uh, I'm kind of waiting until it rains a lot. i was going to try and dig it all up by the roof.
1: Yeah. You know, frankly, I have a little spray bottle of weed killer that I keep in the carport. And every time, well, not every time, but about once every two weeks, I'll just do a sort of a poison ivy scan on my landscape. I have poison ivy. I have some Virginia creeper <laughs> in places I don't like. I have a smile yeah. in a place I don't like as well. <clears throat> I take that little trigger sprayer and just walk around and squirt them. Squirt here, squirt with the poison ivy there and yeah. you can keep them under reasonable control and digging it up is not going to make a lot of difference because they don't it does spread some by the roots but basically poison ivy comes from seeds that birds distribute the seeds themselves so the poison ivy will keep coming up no matter what digging you do the poison ivy still comes up from the birds and they been planting the seeds in your landscape i see okay all right i appreciate it walter thank you nothing to it richard thanks for calling or Eddie, excuse me thanks for calling uh, Jan in Statham joins us on Lawn and Garden with a two-minute question. Cause that's all the time I have, Jan. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help?
3: My question is white flies.
1: Okay, on what?
3: Every, I've opened a small garden and plant business, from uh-huh. rooting things, okay. and I thought it was the powdery mildew, and I went to take it off with my finger, and they just jump off onto
1: something else. Ah, those are not white flies, Jan. That's the good news. They are plant oh. hoppers, plant hoppers.
3: What do I do with them? I've used insecticides.
1: Yeah, the nope. if you you know how they hop, and so yeah, right. I, I know if you got a business, you have got a lot of plants you have to deal with, and a lot of <laughs> right. not much time to do do the dealing. The easiest thing to do for a homeowner would be just to wash them off because they have predators and other insects that can eat them. For a, a business person like yourself, you have to be careful with insecticides because right. you don't want to kill the beneficial insects in your in your flowers there. So, I'm inclined to say just keep washing them off. The plant hoppers don't do a lot of damage to plants. They suck a little bit of sap out of the stems. They can transmit diseases between plant and plant. But if you're pretty good about going out there with a super oh, soaker yeah, hose, and whenever you see them, as you're watering the plants every day, you do that. And just go and just send a stream of water up and down the stems like that, and try to wash them off. And that might be the best way to control them and not use insecticides at all.
3: Okay. I appreciate that a lot. I will give it a try. It's
1: Thank you white very much. Flies. not white flies. Plant hopper. P-L-A-N-T-H-O-P-P-E-R. One word. Plant hopper. That's,
3: that's, that's Google for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for calling, Jan. That is Google for you. It's 848. We'll be back after this.
3: This is Scott Slade from Atlantis Morning News on WSB. Our 24-hour news center delivers updates all weekend. Depend on it. We'll be here Monday morning, 430 till 9, for breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves. She comes on like a rose. But everybody knows she'll get you in touch.
1: And the quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, sun and clouds, possibly a stray storm here and there, high of 89, low of 71. Tomorrow, same, cloudy, sunny, high of 91, low of 72. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And if I understood the weather forecast long term, next week is going to be relatively hot. So if you've got the opportunity to water, remember to water in the morning. Let plants dry off before the evening. Don't water in the afternoon when you get home from work because things get sort of sort of soggy and they have fungal diseases. Ashley Frasca, you have done a great job in doing the podcast for beginning gardeners. And I want you to tell me more about that, what you do and how to find it.
6: People can find you everywhere You know (laughs) You've got books You've got podcasts You've got public appearances You've got newsletters That come out Like pretty much every week Every other week So podcasts So many of your listeners Would love to hear The whole three hour show But they're in and out Or maybe they've got Long term landscaping projects They're doing And they've got their earbuds in So very easy Come Monday morning On wsbradio.com The entire show is podcasted In three separate hours Three separate segments Um, And then the beginning gardener calls Which we're really going to try to get back on that Around 7.30 or so If those beginning gardeners will call with just their basic question There is no question that's stupid or too basic But something that you've tried for the first time Or a new problem you're having Or a new lawn or something like that So pull those questions aside too And that's its own little podcast file as well So we
1: have four, four podcast files Let's say you have the beginner gardener Hour one, hour two, hour three
6: Yep, and so every Saturday, you know, the show happens And then all of that is up on WSB Radio by Monday morning And it lives there forever Forever? Forever
1: Well, we'll see about that I'm curious what. Well, anyway, forever is sort of a digital footprint Forever and ever and ever
6: I guess so, until we run out of space somewhere, yeah
1: (laughs) Well, don't forget Today, what? Go ahead. Can I make a plea? You may. All Please. right, so
6: on Twitter, you're at Walter Reeves, and you are five followers shy of 2,000. So by the end of today, I want you to today, hit 2,000 Twitter followers. I want followers. to
1: hit 2,000. If you have a Twitter account, you should follow me. And right after you follow me at Walter Reeves, follow Ashley Frasca at Ashley Frasca WSB. She has double the number of followers that I do. And oh, she stop. needs even more. And she does a great job with traffic tweets during the week when she comes in to do traffic she takes pictures of what's going on makes snide comments about the ineptitude of drivers in Atlanta (laughs) basically gives me a laugh I don't commute I don't have any commuting to do but every time I see a tweet from Ashley Fasco I have to read it because she has said something about somebody who wasn't paying attention to what they should be doing and has gone off into the woods on the side of the highway oops (laughs) <laughs> By the way, to remember that tomorrow is Sunday The Atlanta Journal-Constitution Sunday edition Always is full of news and information Coupons, of course, as well Credible, compelling, complete The writing is top-notch Jim Galloway and Bill Torpy uh, Gracie Bond-Staples does a great job uh, Maureen Downey with Education It's a fabulous job I really enjoy my issue of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution I hope you'll join me in subscribing One day a week, seven days a week Either way, you get a lot of information there been a great Saturday morning. I got to spend my Saturday morning with one of my friends, Ashley Frasca, and another one of my friends, Justin Obie, who took care of our engineering this morning, whereas Ashley did our call screening and answered a bunch of calls off the air. Thank you so much to both of us. you a fabulous job on Saturdays. If you want to join me next Saturday, I'll be here, of course, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. next Saturday. And if you didn't get your question answered today, go to my website. Go to com, Sign up to be a follow-up of me on Twitter. Be the last five before I get to 2,000. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Pinterest to see pictures of the weeds I've collected over the years. My friends, this is Lawn and Garden. Dave Baker's here. The Home Fixing Show coming straight up. You're
6: in 2012.
1: I'm in 2012. I've got (laughs) the followers I need. Thank you very much. It's 8.58. We'll be back next week.